Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem fix the cause with natural treatments so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm so happy to announce my first book is now in print. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I explain eight of the 14. I've had some amazing feedback on how easy it is to read and understand. It's not full of technical doctory language like most books written by doctors are. And of course, the book also includes my own personal fatigue story, along with four other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. It's available in paperback and Kindle form, so if you'd like a copy, you can find it on Amazon or on my website, www.drcarry.com. That's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm so very excited about this week's show because my special guest is someone that I greatly admire. Her name is Erin Chamerlick. Let me tell you a little about Erin. Erin got seriously ill and realized that her diet and the medical advice she was being given just wasn't working for her. She was suffering with chronic hives that plagued her every day for two years and she was also diagnosed with a low thyroid, specifically Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And her doctor suggested that she start on antidepressant medications to cure her hives. She knew that she needed to find some real answers. So one of the things she did was she used her knowledge of medicine and science to research the field of nutrition, developing programs and educational materials to help people learn how to incorporate simple strategies to improve their health and wellness. Through drastic changes in her diet and lifestyle, her body healed itself of the hives. And as a bonus, she was able to reduce the amount of thyroid medication she was taking. Her energy level soared and she was able to return to running and working out at the health club. She is a holistic nutrition educator and a wellness coach. Erin is dedicated to helping others achieve optimal health, vitality, and wellness. She is passionate about health and nutrition and a strong advocate for natural health. Erin earned her bachelor's in biology from the University of Wisconsin, has a certification in medical technology from Rockford Memorial Hospital, and a master's of science in health and nutrition education from Hawthorne University. Erin, Thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Hey, thanks, Dr. Carey. It's great to be on your show. 
Erin, I wanted today just to be kind of a fun educational look at some of the signs and symptoms that our body can give us and a few of the possible situations that can give rise to those body signs, some of the real root causes. So one of the things that I've had patients complaining about is if we're, we start talking about the mouth, canker sores in the mouth, bleeding gums, cracked corners on the side of the lips, what could those be signs of? Yes, the mouth signs. Um, you know, sometimes we can get canker sores frequently. And I like to think um, about food sensitivities. Um, a lot of times gluten is a biggie, uh, grains like wheat, barley, rye, um, and oats, they can be contributing to um, sores in the mouth because they're irritating the tissues that line the mouth. There's other issues that could be at play. It could be a signal of low B vitamins, low zinc, um, you know, and if it could be a viral situation where lysine supplementation might help. Um, but, you know, there's um, the other things we put into our mouth besides food, like toothpaste. Uh, so many of the products on the market have sodium lauryl sulfate, and this is a toxin that we need to avoid, but it's in so many of our products, uh, including toothpaste. And one study uh, showed that mouth ulcers reduced 64% once the uh, SLS was removed. So I would check your oral hygiene products, um, including toothpaste and mouthwash, um, because they also have dyes and other chemicals like uh, sodium fluoride, which you know is is known to be a byproduct of the aluminum industry. So um, I don't know if you caught that recent article. I think it was reported by Natural News that. 19 brands of Crest toothpaste have little plastic beads in them and consumers are needing to watch out because these pieces of plastic in their toothpaste are getting lodged in their gum lines and um, you know, causing all kinds of inflammation and problems with that. That is crazy plastic in our toothpaste. Right. <laughs> so if you're having problems with your uh, with your gums or canker sores, think about that could be an allergy to your toothpaste. It could be an allergy or sensitivity to a food. Like you said, Erin, it could be a zinc deficiency or B vitamins. So can you tell us, let's talk a little bit about zinc because I think that's a mineral that people, they usually think of zinc like, uh, oh, I have a cold, I'll take a zinc lozenge. But can you tell us what are some of the signs of zinc deficiency? Yeah, you know, look at your fingernails. Um, that is sometimes telling. The white spots on the fingernails um, and with or without brittle nails. Uh, acne is a sign um, that can be a zinc deficiency. But so is a decreased sense of smell or taste. And, um, 
sometimes we lose zinc through our sweat. So if you're an over-exerciser um, and sweating too much, that can be why you're losing your zinc and losing your sense of smell and taste. Uh, another sign could be a weak immune system. You're getting sick easily. Like you said, people kind of know, you know, taking zinc lozenges um, at the first signs of a cold seems to help. And that's why, because it does um, benefit the immune system. Um, men with a low sperm count, uh, impotency could be related to zinc. So eat your pumpkin seeds. <laughs> uh, low appetite or anorexia, um, also signs, you know, poor wound healing and even craving salt um, can be a sign. Zinc deficiency can give us a lot of different signs. I'm looking at my fingernails right now and they all look good. I don't see any white <laughs> spots, but, but I've also been taking zinc about 50 milligrams every day. I've been doing right. it for about six months now. And it's interesting because I had a new patient in the office last night and she suffers with multiple chemical sensitivity, fatigue. She has a poor sense of smell. She, she's got a lot of problems going on, but particularly her very poor sense of smell, I thought immediately mm -hmm. that little flag went up in my brain. I was like, I bet she has a zinc deficiency going on. Now, do you test for that or you just assume, um, you know, so many people are deficient in these minerals? In my office, what I'll do is I'll look at their blood work and I'll, I'll look at their alkaline phosphatase. So alkaline phosphatase is a liver enzyme. Mm -hmm. And if, if that enzyme is on the low end of the normal range, I'm assuming that they have a zinc deficiency. Okay. It's just a, a clue. In addition to the, the body signs. You know, and a person becomes zinc deficient, you know, we mentioned one way, the over-exercising, over-sweating, but just eating grains <laughs> and foods with phytic acid, um, these uh, foods bind some of the minerals. So we can create it by the grain diet that we have been told is so healthy for us, but we don't, we know that's not um, true. Uh, drinking coffee or caffeine drinks can um, deplete your zinc. And certain medications like diuretics, tetracycline, cortisone um, can also impact um, our nutrients. Um, sometimes we overeat uh, foods like spinach and almonds that are high um, oxalate foods. So there's, um, you know, uh, always a balance in our body going on and, and any food you eat and love and eat and eat. If you're eating a whole bag of broccoli, something's going to happen that's not too good, probably to your thyroid. And the same if you overeat some of these healthy foods, you know, if it's every day, every day, almonds and gobs of spinach, you know, you may start to have issues related to um, that. So we just want to eat a balanced diet of real food, um, you know, whole um grass-fed meats and wild-caught fish and free-range chickens, as well as loads of vegetables, but a variety, a variety of types and colors. And so the smaller and, uh, you know, more limited our diet, the, then we're going to probably not be covering all our nutrient bases as well. And one other thing would be stress depletes zinc too. 
Definitely. So we spoke a little bit about different symptoms related to the mouth. Let's switch gears and talk about different symptoms related to the eyes, like red eyes. I have a lot of patients that complain about dry eyes or twitchy eyes, even cloudy eyes. What could these be signs of? You know, the eyes are so um, sensitive to chemicals in an environment, oxidative stress. And so, you know, we'll start with red eyes. Um, Even the Bible talks about nutrition and and how our habits can affect the eyes. There's a proverb that says, who has redness of the eyes? Those who linger long over wine, those who go to taste mixed wine. So that's one that we kind of know that, you know, alcoholism or excess consumption of alcohol. Um, The capillary growth in the white part of the eye is um, what we're seeing there. And and it can be other forms of irritation. It can be nutrient deficiencies um, like B vitamins. Um, And and your blood pressure may be too high. Sometimes this can be the the sign that uh, something is amiss. So if you're not drinking and, and you feel like you have a good nutritional foundation, uh, make sure to get your blood pressure checked. Um, and, and some vitamin C can help because uh, when we're low in vitamin C, our blood vessel walls are not as strong as they can be. Do you have any other thoughts about red eyes? I love what you just said about the vitamin C. Especially some people tend to get, they're just prone to having a burst blood vessels in their eyes periodically. And that can easily be a vitamin C deficiency. Sure. Right. So you mentioned cloudy eyes. Um, we think of cataracts. Um, and But beyond that, it's not just people get cataracts because they get old. There's, um, It's kind of the result of oxidation or inflammation in the eyes. Um, a lot of these diseases of the eyes are related to those two situations. So there's so much we can do with a nutrient-dense diet, um, good antioxidants like vitamin C and vitamin E and alpha lipoic acid, um, you know, vegetables and fruits. But one thing that I found is interesting is that, um, you know, that does go hand in hand with um, diabetic condition because of the high sugar in um, the diet is really bad for those teeny blood vessels in the eyes. So some people are told to eat you know, quote unquote, sugar-free foods, and they're getting um, a sugar alcohol called sorbitol. And there are studies that show that too much sorbitol is getting trapped in the retinal cells of the eye. And sorbitol, you know, it's that sugar alcohol, it's not that wonderful anyway. It causes gas and abdominal pain and diarrhea, but people are thinking it's, it's free. I get to eat sorbitol and my food can taste sweet, but I would really stay away from that for those reasons. Um, You know, some tissues in the body have an enzyme that converts sorbitol, um, but not all tissues have this enzyme. So, you know, anything that can build up over time from our diet, um, we we just maybe don't need to eat that. I think uh, liquid stevia drops are a much better alternative. Stevia is a plant. I've grown it in my yard and it's just an extract of the leaves. So it's very safe and it doesn't impact your blood sugar. 
And can you talk a little bit about dry eyes? Because I, I have a, a lot of patients that suffer with that. And I, I think of, well, maybe they have a vitamin A deficiency, but what are some of the other, what, what could be some of the other um, right. things that that could be related to? Yeah, vitamin A for sure. Um, because if you're low in vitamin A, you're having reduced mucus secretion on your eye. Um, here's another place where zinc is coming into play, um, autoimmune diseases and, and sometimes an imbalance in hormones, um, too much estrogen compared to progesterone can, um, cause that, um, just dehydration. We're not drinking enough water or we're drinking too many, uh, beverages that dehydrate the body. Uh, people wearing contacts, spending too much time in their contacts and spending too much time in front of a screen, a computer, you know, the TV, all that is contributing to um, issues with the eyes. And, and so there's some things we can do besides hydrating our body with, you know, good water um, and plenty of it, you know, supplement with uh, cod liver oil or a high quality fish oil. And that is going to do wonders. I've, I have had people, and you probably have too, um, where they're not willing to change everything. So give me one thing. And I had a neighbor, in fact, who his complaint was dry eyes and he wanted one thing to do. So I just said, get high quality cod liver oil, take a tablespoon a day. And it was like a miracle to him that, that his dry eyes, um, suddenly were well hydrated and he was telling everybody to take cod liver oil. So that was a win. <laughs> yeah. And that makes sense because cod liver oil has the omega threes in it. It has vitamin A in it and it also has some vitamin D. Exactly. Yes. And vitamin D is a good supplement to take for dry eyes as well as those antioxidants we mentioned, you know, C and E um, are also beneficial. So it's always coming down to there's so much we can do from a nutritional and lifestyle standpoint before you get that medication <laughs> that they advertise on TV. Look at your nutritional uh, foundation and start with, you know, cod liver oil and uh, zinc and, and vitamin D3. And you'll be amazed at how many things in your body are going to work better. And for our listeners out there too, you know, I was just thinking a lot of people don't like taking pills, even if they're healthy supplements, a lot of people just don't like to do that. So you could easily do an internet search and just type in the words foods, richest and zinc mm -hmm. example, and, and you'll find a whole list of like the top 10 foods that are the best sources of zinc. So you could do right. that for any of these nutrients that we mentioned today. So Erin, we didn't talk about twitchy eyes and, and I know that for me, that can be quite annoying twitchy eyes. And, and usually for me indicates that I'm getting low in magnesium. Yes. <laughs> and um, magnesium deficiency is so common. Um, it's estimated that up to 80% of the population is deficient. And doctors are missing this as a diagnosis and people are getting medicated when they need to be um, given magnesium. So the issue is, um, you know, magnesium is required for more than 300 
uh, biological processes in the body. So if you're deficient in magnesium, there are 300 things that aren't gonna work real well. And there's over a thousand scientific studies that confirm um, all the benefits of magnesium, dozens and dozens of benefits. Uh, it is one of the most common nutrient deficiencies. It's also lost in sweat and used up by stress like zinc. And you know, part of this massive deficiency is due to um, the lack of fresh vegetables and fruit in the diet, but also our soils uh, that the good foods are grown and are depleted. So even if you're eating plenty of good foods, due to poor farming methods, you still may be deficient. So, um, you know, twitching of the eyes is a big telltale sign, but there's many, you know, many signs that we're seeing that are related to magnesium deficiency. So let me just list a couple that I see a lot. Insomnia, those annoying leg and foot cramps that throw you out of bed in the middle of the night, restless leg, any kind of muscle spasm, um, craving for chocolate, abnormal heart rhythms, um, high blood pressure, anxiety, um, issues related to the brain like poor memory, confusion, anger, uh, back pain, TMJ, all these things are common um, signs and the eye twitches, you know, and, and uh, it's because magnesium is the relaxing mineral um, and it's just depleted in our, our food source so often. Um, so to me, it's so important in the body that um, we need to make sure we have adequate magnesium levels. Unfortunately, if you go to your doctor and ask for a test, they're going to test serum magnesium, which is really useless. That's not going to show anything outside the range until you're almost dead because the, the active, most of the magnesium in the body, like 99% is in bone and muscle and soft tissue and only 1% is in the blood, and of that 1%, you wanna be testing what's inside the red blood cell, and, and that is a very expensive test that, to me, I assume everybody's magnesium deficiency, if you're in the 80%, um, you probably want to supplement with it and make sure you're eating you know, certain foods that are gonna be high in magnesium as well. Yes, yes, and yes, I totally agree with you, Erin. Now we talked about mouth signs, we talked about eye signs. Let's talk about heel spurs because I know there's a lot of people that struggle with heel spurs. It can take a long time to heal. Mm -hmm. and, and some people yeah. struggle with heel spurs for like a year. Now, what can that be a sign of? Well, besides low arches in your feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it starts with I think everybody needs vitamin D3. That's another common deficiency and, um, you know, causes pain and um, pain, constant pain. And, and we're not um, eating enough fat and getting out in the sun enough. So we're low in D3. But then there's another nutrient um, called vitamin K2. This is different than the regular K that is, you know, associated with clotting. K2 um, protects against vitamin D toxicity and it works synergistically with um, vitamin D and K2. They go work hand in hand. And there's a great book, um, and I've interviewed this doctor on my podcast, Dr. Kate Rayum Blue. 
She she's up in your neck of the woods, I think, isn't she a Canadian? <laughs> you know, I'm not sure actually. Okay, well, her book is called Vitamin K2 and the Calcium Paradox. Um, it's a phenomenal book, and she would be a phenomenal guest on your show too. Um, K2, this is what Dr. Uh, Kate says, is really critical for keeping your bones strong and your arteries clear. Um, but a K2 deficiency can leave you vulnerable to um, these heel spurs, <laughs> kidney stones, um, because what it does is it sweeps the excess calcium out of the blood vessels and into the places where it's needed. So it you know, we talk so much about calcium, calcium for strong bones, but we need to be talking about magnesium and D3 and K2 long before we talk about calcium because we're overdoing it with the calcium and um, that's kind of contributing to some of our problems. So I think those two nutrients together are important for getting calcium where it belongs. And um, you know, when we're lacking at K2, um, we're just lack, we're at a greater risk for a lot of diseases, bone you know, issues, osteoporosis, even heart disease. So we've just um, stopped uh, consuming and producing food the way we used to 100 years ago. So that's why um, we're seeing so many problems um, that could be dealt with you know, nutritionally. So Erin, I'm going to admit that you just taught me something today. I had no idea that chronic heel spurs could be a vitamin D and a vitamin K2 deficiency. So thank you. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. It's um, it's very little is known about it. It's just kind of uh, being newly talked about. And so I, th I think it's important to get the message out. And I'm at fault of this too. I talk a lot about D3, but I think we need to, in the same breath, be talking about K2 and um, that they, they go hand in hand and should be taken together just to make sure that um, we're not getting um, any problems related and, and getting calcium where it belongs. And you had mentioned too briefly, kidney stones could also be a, a sign of a vitamin K2 deficiency. Right, right. And it's related to drinking soda and, um, you know, the improper diet in the first place. So if you're doing everything perfectly and that's your issue, then think about K2. Erin, we're kind of running low on time. How can our listeners find out more about you? Do you have a website? Do you have a podcast? Do you have a Facebook page? I do. I do, I do, I do. I try and reach people where they're at, and some people like to listen to podcasts, so I have a podcast, The Erin Chamberlick Show on iTunes. I do write a newsletter um, usually a couple times a month, and you can sign up for that on my website, getbetterwellness.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page uh, under the same name, Get Better Wellness. And so through, you know, lots of avenues, we're just trying to reach people. I do one-on-one uh, -on -one consultations uh, around, you know, the country and with Skype or anywhere you're at, we can have a consultation. Uh, so that information is also on my website if you're interested in learning more about that. So Erin, I'll make sure for our listeners that all of those links are in our podcast notes. Great. Erin, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This was an awesome interview. Oh, I enjoyed it. We could talk forever. Can I mention one or two books that people can uh, pick up if they want to know more about their body signs? Yes, um, absolutely. What are the two books that you recommend? 
One is called Your Body's Sign Language by James McAfee. And a lot of my uh, learning, you know, on this topic comes from him. But I also like to have a resource by Dr. Pamela uh, Smith called Vitamins, Minerals, Herbs, and More. It's just great because it, if you have a question about D3, how much do I take, what foods have it, that's the kind of information in there. It's more of a resource than a book to read. But like you said, you can Google things, but sometimes, you know, we like to have a book and, and get a little bit more comprehensive uh, resource um, to look these things up. So I would recommend those two books as well as Dr. Kate Ray and Blue's book on K2. Great. I'll make sure all of those books are listed in our podcast notes too. Erin, thank you so much. That wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with our special guest, Erin Chamberlick. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And of course, I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Kiri Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Kerry Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Kerry is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Kerry is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Kerry.